Okay, welcome, listener, once again to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the podcast coming to you close to the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighbourhood, bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego's glittering North Park. I'm your co-host, Paul Hutchinson, and I'm joined, as is customary right now, by the miracle of the internet, by the director of football at Bluefoot, Roddy Styles. How are you doing, sir? I'm okay. You're slightly tired today, Paul. It's been a... <laughs> yeah. We both look like <laughs> toast, don't we? Yeah. So, yeah. You look our age today, Paul. <laughs> I'd take that at this point, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. Plus two, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look back at the games in Europe uh, that happened uh, last week. We'll take some questions from the randomizer. We're going to have the inaugural Footy from the Foot um, end of season awards due. And then, yeah, we'll preview the games that are about to happen in Europe next week any other business, and then we'll get out of your way. Um, as always, we want you to get involved, footyfromthefoot at gmail.com and at footyfromfoot on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast and Google Play. And uh, yeah, if you're so inclined, rate, review and subscribe to uh, the podcasts on whatever format you like. Uh, we really appreciate those people have done that so far. Our website is footyfromthefoot.com. All right, well, should we start with um, the games in Europe? Um, so we start with uh, Wolves uh, playing Olympiakos, and uh, they did enough, didn't they, I think? It was, uh, I yeah, it was, a really, it was leggy, wasn't it? Yeah, Olympiakos looked pretty kind of handy, I think, didn't they? And, but uh, Wolves hung on there, got the penalty. They got a penalty, Jimenez scored a penalty, yeah. Jimenez scored. Come back to Jimenez with penalties in a minute as well. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> But uh, Wolves got through 2-1 on aggregate. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen in the other game that day, they uh, beat Rangers and uh, progressed through to the next round of that. Then there was a big game on Friday. Manchester City played Real Madrid in the, the final leg of their round of 16 tie. Uh, yeah. They went into this 2-1 uh, up. And it was another 2-1 win for Manchester City. And terrible defensive errors by Madrid. I think they really missed Ramos, didn't they? Really did, yeah. There was two clangers that led to the goals. City, well worth it, and uh, yeah, you know, it was a superb win that really, considering Real Madrid are the Spanish yeah. champions. Really well done. Saturday, they're, and they're really geared up to win this for sure, aren't they, City? They really are, aren't they? Yeah, I think that's on Saturday. Bayern Munich, uh, they stopped all over Chelsea again, seven-one on aggregate, and they've been seeing goals against London teams this season, Munich. <laughs> Tottenham and Chelsea. <laughs> it. Four games. That's incredible. And then in the final game on Saturday, Barcelona, uh, they beat Napoli at home at 3-1, uh, 4-2 on aggregate proceed. And that, that's a really tasty tie. We'll come into looking at uh, Barcelona play Bayern Munich, don't they, in the semi oh. in the Yeah, and there's a little doubt over Messi at the moment because he got a knock in that game. But did you see his goal? Messi's goal? when he was There was like six players and it was just incredible. Yeah. In he even fell over at one point and still managed to get back up and scoop the ball in. Huge rumours that Barcelona are trying to get Ronaldo. FIFA football in real action. Messi and Ronaldo up front. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, they didn't have any money, though, uh, Barcelona. Well, the thing is with him, as soon as he comes into your club, you're making the money on the shirts, aren't you? I suppose, yeah. Uh, on Monday in the Europa League quarterfinals, Manchester United played Copenhagen. That was a rough first half. Oh, yeah. Um, and then marginally better second half, and no one needed extra time in this, but it, it did go to that. Their keeper was amazing, Paul. It really was, yeah. He kept him in it, didn't he? Oh, oh my, what? Yeah, I'm like, buy him, buy him. Great keeper. Yeah, he did uh, superbly well to keep them in that. I thought Copenhagen kind of looked like they were 
trying to do something, then they fell back a little bit, looking for penalties, I think, really, in the end, weren't they? You don't really yeah. want to see that. Team in Europe who didn't concede a goal in the um, group stages. So they're not a major attacking team, but right. they're obviously very compact. So it took a penalty, basically, to break them down, didn't it? They had a couple of little offside decisions, United. They scored, I think, Greenwood scored, didn't he? And that was pulled back just before half-time. Yeah. Great finish, by the way, wasn't it? What a, uh, yeah, so United, they went through off um, a Bruno Fernandes penalty, 1-0. And in the other game that day, Inter played by Leverkusen and they won 2-1. All the goals in the first half, pretty decent game by all accounts. Yeah, and Lukaku scored, has now scored nine consecutive games in Europe. Yeah. He's having a great season. It makes me wonder why United, because they need a striker like Lukaku and they end up selling him. And he's been banging him for fun. I think he's got something like 28 goals this season. Yeah, they, they, they might have backed the wrong uh, nag there, I think, with, um, with Martial rather than uh, Lukaku. But I think so. Tuesday, uh, Shakhtar beat Basel 4-1. Yeah. Pretty handy result. And then an absolute heartbreaker for Wolves. Last few minutes of the game. Went 1-0 down to Sevilla. I didn't actually see too much of this, but... Uh, did, did, uh, right, well, so I was, I was having a little staycation with my wife, Nicole, and we were around the pool, and it was very old school, because I actually had it on the phone, on Talk Sport, listening to the commentary. It was like transistor radio days, you know what I mean? And I love radio commentary. I remember popping to the loof, and I came out, and Nicole was going, they've got a penalty! So I ran back, and Jimenez, who hasn't missed a penalty for Wolves, decided to use that day. That was really sad. Yeah, disappointing, but I, I, I know that James was very proud of his team to have got so far in the competition and, and pushed Sevilla in a, a competition they do very well in all the yeah. way to the very end. And so, yeah. On, on they've won it five weeks. times, haven't they, Seville? They, Seville? They've won it five times. Now, I remember them knocking Spurs out when Robbie Keane was still playing Spurs. I forget the year. Yeah, they came to our place and knocked us out. So, over the two legs. It, yeah, they're a good team. So, Wolves did do themselves proud. They've had a hell of a season. And considering they use like a core of 14, 15 players, mm -hmm. to have done what they've done this season is, is pretty impressive. It really is. So it's just a shame they're not going to be in Europe next season, though. They might do a Leicester about that, that they they get all that time not having to play midweek games and, and exactly. really push yeah. for... Yeah, really push on now for the Champions League spots. This yeah. season's going to be good fun, I think. I mean, hopefully they'll keep on to um, most of their players. Yeah, really crack on in the league. Wednesday, uh, yesterday... We're taking on Thursday. Atalanta played PSG in somewhat of a bit of a classic, actually, wasn't it? It was. I thought that uh, Atalanta did really well. They got the goal to go ahead in the first half. PSG, right at the very end, uh, scored two goals to sneak a win, really. Yeah, heartbreaking for Atalanta. Oh, yeah. They kind of sat back a little bit. I think if they'd have gone for the second goal, it would have been a totally different game. There's huge debate in the whole football world at the moment, but Neymar, I mean, 50% say he had an incredible game last night and 50% say he's a waste of, waste of time and space. So I don't know where you sit with it. I mean, he never gave up, to be fair to the guy. He missed a couple of first half chances, especially one when he was one-on-one -on -one with the keeper and slotted it wide. But Oh, yeah, he, was, he wasn't quite on it, was he, first half, but I think he kind of uh, grew into that game a little bit more. He did. You can't really deny he is a great player, and um, he, as I say, he never give up. And he was a different player when Mbappe came on as well. Kind of loosened it up a little bit. And he's what pace that guy's got. Yeah. We, we didn't talk about Juventus. They got knocked out by Leon. What about it? Because uh, Sarri got sacked at the end of that game after yeah. winning the Italian league. <laughs> he gets sacked because he obviously Champions League's where it's at. 
And um, yeah. I don't think many Juve fans are very happy with Sarri anyway. So he's gone. I thought Pochettino was going to be nailed on for this position. And have they already replaced him? or They have. They've given it to Perlo, who joined the club the month before as an under-23 coach. Yeah, and they're going to have a massive clear-out, apparently, this summer. Like, people like Aaron Ramsey are going to be going. Mm-hmm. He's done huge money. He hasn't done anything, really, at Juve, has he? I mean, you never even hear of really got a game, did it? to be fair? The Barla, they want him, even though he's had such a good season, they want him off the books. I think Matuidi's just disappeared off to into Miami, I think, hasn't he? Or something like that. Yeah, that's going to be a bit of a job for him, I think. Because in the Milan, they only they ended at one point off them in the title race. So, Would Spurs have uh, Aaron Ramsey? No. <laughs> Thought I'd ask, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, we've been linked with Maitland-Niles this week. Oh, really, eh? Wow. They want him off the books for 30 million, so they can fund a few more transfers. And yep. Spurs are apparently the team that, you know, want him. Mourinho loves him, so yeah, that'll be an interesting one. I don't know where I sit with that one either. It's, um, he's, a, he's a talent, but... 30 million? I don't know that out. I think Spurs will push it down to more than 12, to 20 million. And uh, in the USL, uh, SD Loyal game away at Las Vegas Lights was postponed. I am not entirely sure why, but uh, maybe Marissa and uh, the, all the people over at Fairweather Podcast will be able to fill you in with that. Take a quick break there and we'll come back with the randomizer. Okay, yeah, well, let's fire up the, the randomizer and see what, um, what's happening there. We've not done this for a little while, have we? So let's, let's have oh. a, give it a go. Beady, 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 beady. Wow, it was low energy, uh, yeah, it's low yeah. energy Trump day today. So, uh, Definitely using the Duracell batteries there, mate. That's <laughs> 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 value, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put... <laughs> uh, okay, question nine it's asking for here. Okay, uh, this is uh, credit goes to uh, my friend Rob for coming up with this uh, question. Players that you regret leaving your club. Oh, where do I start? The one from like the uh, late 80s. He only played one season for us. Um, Richard Goff, the centre-back, Scottish centre-back. Oh, nice, yeah. We had a great season. I think we runners-up in the FA Cup, finished third in the league, semi-finals in the League Cup. Richard Goff, he was amazing at the back. But then he stayed one season with us. Remember him playing? Uh, I, I would have put money on him playing for a lot longer at your place there, but okay. And he lives in San Diego, apparently. Yes, I think he does. Someone told, yeah, yeah. Maybe you that told me that. Maybe I told you that. Maybe we were just making this up. But, I think uh, I read it on one of the, the, the like Facebook pages or something. He did an interview or something, maybe. And it was like where he lives in San Diego. And I was like, oh, well, that's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, but Richard, if you're, if you're listening, we'll... Uh, come on down. <laughs> happy to have you on, absolutely. Yeah, the regret... So most of the time is that they've not gone to a club that you think, oh, I think that probably we're as good a club as them. And there was a player, I don't know if you remember him, it was, it was called Sasha Sertic, um, really skillful player. I think he ended up at Palace, but I think Villa bought him off us. Honestly, like, he, he was really good for us. And I just thought, oh, God, going to Villa, that feels like a bit of a sideways move, in my opinion, at the time. Yeah, yeah. I never really did anything for them. But the thing was, he was an absolute kind of like cult hero, really, in Bolton. Dogs being named Sasha and then renamed to, to Judas on the back of Sasha's. <laughs> and also, big, I mean, not a player, but Big Sam, not being able to kind of secure him for, you know, for another couple of years or for at least him to like, see out his contract. I think that's a big reason why we're in the mess that we're on now, really, that he wasn't backed. He disappeared. 
he went to like Newcastle, I think, didn't he? There you go. I got a list of players as well who I regret leaving from. Obviously, Luka Modric, Gareth Bale, Paul Gascoigne, Chrissy Waddle, Carrick. I mean, <laughs> not that we're a selling club, Berbatov. <laughs> Even Jurgen Klinsmann leaving because he was only there for one season on his first run there. He came back for like six or seven games a couple of years later. But Chrissy Waddle was a big one as well for me because he was so, so good. He went to Marseille at the time for four and a half million, which was a huge transfer. All right. Let's fire up the randomizer for another question. <laughs> Number 11. Never looked like a footballer. Like a football. Dennis Irwin. Dennis Irwin. Okay. Yeah. I get that. He looks like he could like sell you some insurance. Just the same face. Never looked like a footballer. I think Pedro, for me, doesn't look like a footballer. He looks like someone that's kind of... He's oh. look like too sort of clean cut. I mean, Charlie Adams as well. He never looked like a footballer. Oh. In centre midfield there. Yeah, he... I think Triori as well, because he looks more like a boxer or um, a miracle football player. Do you know what I mean? With the size of him. It's not a thing. I wonder if... I, I, I suspect that they're going to start banning this thing that he's doing at the moment, where... Does he call himself in baby oil or something? Baby oil. I've actually, well, James sent a picture of the guy actually oiling him up before he goes on the pitch, so. I, I wonder if it's kind of like a, something that you're not meant to do, but why people haven't done that before, especially in rugby. Obviously an absolutely great, like a footballing great, but I don't think Iniesta looked like a footballer either. I know what you mean. I totally know what you mean. Because yeah. I'm, lo I'm looking at features in my head at the moment, and I'm like, should we do one more? And then... Number three. Do you have a team that you look for the result support that Leeds. is your regular? Leeds. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've got, I've got quite a few Leeds fans as friends and I like the passion of the club. I, I know they're a little bit off key sometimes, the fans, but I, yeah, Leeds. Okay. Leeds. And probably Sunderland as well, because I, I watched so many games in the 80s when I lived up that, sure. that way. So I'd, I'd like to see Sunderland pop back up. They've got a great stadium and I feel for the fans in Sunderland. It's kind of a big part of their day, do you know what I mean? Obviously, Northampton, I live there as well, so they went up in the playoffs this season. But Yeah, for me, I, I don't have any other sort of like league clubs, I don't think, but like Northwich Vicks, been to see a couple of games down there. I used to play cricket close by there, so been to see many a uh, Northwich Vicks game. Used to holiday in Whitby, so Whitby Town, I'll keep an eye out for their results. A really fun little club, uh, Ramsbottom United, they play in the Northwest Counties. That, that's always a good, good giggle. And an athletic up in Scotland when they, they just came up like maybe 10 years ago, something like that. And so they're kind of in like the old, uh, fourth and third divisions in Scotland. I, li I like the kind of like, I spent some time with my mum on the holidaying around the sort of the Scottish borders. And so we kind of had a little bit of a visit to Annan. You just keep, out, keep your eye out for these sorts of results. It's cool. Yeah. Talking about Scottish, have you seen that new Loch Ness, the, the, the shirt with the Nessie on it? I did, yeah. Apparently they absolutely flew off the shelves, didn't they? The we tried to get hold of one and they actually emailed him and said, sorry, because of the amount of people who wanted them, it's going to be a little bit delayed. Take a quick break there and come back with our inaugural <laughs> Footy from the Foot End of Season Awards. Okay, welcome back. Some just daft awards. Things that uh, we've noticed during the season that we feel need special recognition that weren't uh, celebrated in the regular end of season awards. Um, just a bit of fun, daft little uh, things. So, yeah, should we kick off then with um, the first one, which is the, uh, the we're calling this the, the Gary Lineker Fair Play Award. Yep. And, uh, yeah, th this was your nomination, I think, this one, wasn't it? 
I think so, yeah. It's the uh, Burnley defence for allowing Sons to run 70 yards without putting a tackle in and now officially scoring the goal of the season has just been awarded. Oh, really? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> just a nice little tie in there. <laughs> Instead of absolutely signing him at waist yeah. high. Nobody took one for the team, did they? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, fair play. <laughs> yeah, they gave him the old guard of honour, didn't they, uh, on the way through there, didn't they? Yeah. Still a great club. And it was, as I say, awarded today. The goal of the season. So, yeah. but yeah, fair play to Burnley for allowing that to happen. I thought okay. an actual sort of maybe even sort of semi-series one that, that Mihailovic playing for Fulham at the end of the playoff final against Brentford before he kind of celebrated with the rest of his team. He went over to the goalkeeper who, who made a bit of a clangor really anti for uh, the, the first goal. Yeah, I don't know whether they are compatriots maybe uh, as well, but he spent a lot of time just. Like making sure he was okay, and that I thought that was pretty sweet. Uh, nice, nice gesture, nice sporting gesture. So, like to see that. Yeah, that was that was really lovely. The next award is the, <laughs> the the least ready for the restart award, and uh, again, this is one of uh, one of your nominations here. Yeah, uh, David Luiz against Man City. What a <laughs> what a clown performance when he came off the bench. Give away a goal. Give away a penalty and got sent off. He wasn't. He wasn't quite done having the break, was he? I don't think he was. Oh, the first I mean, game he's, for him. he's been a lot better since then. He's been fantastic. He didn't think he was going to come on that early. He wasn't ready and fed his feet up, didn't he? he? Wasn't really yeah. expecting that. My other, my nominee for that, I think, was uh, Hawkeye in the very first game of the, the of the restart, yeah. where it didn't allow the goal um, against uh, Villa uh, for yeah. Sheffield United, where the Goalie bundles the ball into the back of the net. They didn't change the batteries, did they, after the lockdown? <laughs> so, yeah, my number is Hawkeye for that. Okay, next award is the Lazarus Comeback of the Year. Very much Southampton-based, our nominees for this. Yeah. Uh, Danny Ings had a great season, didn't he? Unbelievable. I didn't think he had it in him, I'll be honest. He'd been sort of the forgotten man at Liverpool, another of their signings from Southampton. But he looks like he came a from Burnley. He came from Burnley. But he had a lot of injuries up at Liverpool, didn't he? Bless him. Um, but what a great comeback. What, what, how many goals did he score this season? 20, 22, 23? 20-odd, wasn't it? I think, yeah. yeah. In a struggling team as well, at the, at, you know, for most of the season. Did a great job. And, like, he did. He's quicker than I, I thought he was, actually. I didn't think he... But, uh, yeah, he's, he looks like a proper striker, him. And he looks like he really enjoys it there as well. I think also, um, another nominee for this was the whole Southampton team after getting absolutely gubbed 9-0 at home to... Leicester, and oh. yeah, they turned it around, didn't they? They, yeah, well, yeah, I think we've reported on this show before that they actually, after that game, they acquired two more points than Leicester. The next award is the John Terry Celebrating Like You've Won a Cup Award, and uh, yes, this is again one of your uh, nominations. Well, yeah, it's the Mourinho and backroom staff celebrating the top six <laughs> like we literally won a cup. It was even as a Spurs fan, I just have to put a bag over my head sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I get it. We were 14th when he came in. But come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> if, if fourth place is the Wenger Cup, what is, what's the sixth place? Uh, <laughs> um, it's not really an award, is it? It's more like a, having a blooper reel after you for the next season with the Europa League. And now we've got three more qualifying games to play. So it's like, yeah, you must have got a good bonus, Mourinho, to be celebrating yeah. like that. Talking of blooper reels, by the way, there's, there'll be some actual blooper reels, won't there, from the Amazon documentary. So... Uh, Oh, yeah. What, please, Paul? <laughs> I forget about it and I don't think about it, but that's coming very soon. I know it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Nominees for this award as well. Actually, 
what was John Terry because I, I mean to be fair, Villa did go bad uh, when they stayed up. So <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's fine. I'm, I'm all right with that. The the Tony Adams and Steve Morrow Award for worst post win celebration goes to. Oh, it goes to it goes to a bombing aim for um, dropping the FA Cup just before they were taken. The most village I think I've ever seen anything. Oh, brilliant! You've got to put a link up for this boy. You're really good at this sort of thing. Okay. Onto his shoulders and then tips him over. He broke okay, his yeah. arm in two places and missed like three months of the next season or something. Didn't he? Uh, I mean, yeah. They, yeah. So he, he sort of drops the cup, but then the plinth that he's trying to get back, he's holding upside down and yeah, yeah. I know. That, that cup's like about 130 I know, right? I know. Like, oh. They have to kind of spot weld that thing back together each year, don't they? It's not, like, <laughs> it's not the most robust thing. And Love all it. the nominees for that uh, award as well was uh, Liverpool at Manchester City after they had their guard of honour. Oh. Yeah, because oh. they were rugby, weren't they, after that? Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, the next award is the Alan Kirbishley's Charlton Athletic Already on the Beach Award, sponsored by Romeo e Julieta Cigars. Um, uh, <laughs> the joint winner is Crystal Palace and their whole restart, and uh, and also yet yeah, uh, a dual award now for for Liverpool at Manchester City. Palace they went into the the restart having like I think four wins on the bounce. I think they won their first game back. Pretty much lost all the rest of the games apart from the draw at Spurs. Is that? Yeah, I think they they lost seven on the spin, which is. To the new season, which is coming very quickly. So. We've mentioned Liverpool already, but they're, they're joint winners of, of that trophy. The John Jensen, I didn't know he could do that award. This is one of your nominations, actually. Yeah, it was Trey Adams. I think he played 29 goals. He came from Birmingham City to Southampton as a striker. As a striker, I'm going to say as. Didn't perform like a striker for like 29 games. Didn't hit the back of the net. And then against Manchester City, he scored a cracker from just inside their half. For his first league goal for Southampton, and it was a bit it reminded me of John Jensen at Arsenal, who I think went something like fifty plus games mm -hmm. from midfield, who just couldn't score, and every time he got the ball anywhere near the penalty area, all the Arsenal fans would just go shoot, <laughs> which he finally did, and I think it might have been against QPR. He scored a wonder goal from like 20, 25 yards out on the angle, and um, and well, yeah, and he also is only ever scored absolute worldies because I think in the. Yeah. 92 Euros final, he scores an absolute blinded for Denmark, doesn't he, to, right. to win that cup of nowhere. So, honorary mentions as well uh, to Joe Linton, who scored his yeah. first goal to start of the season, and then it took another nine months for him to score another one after the restart. So, wasn't he a 40 million buy from Germany? Like yeah, I don't know. Theory, me. And the next award is the Macheda Flash in the Pan Award. And uh, there's only one nomination for this, and that was uh, Timu Puki of Norwich City, who absolutely got off to a flyer, yeah. couldn't stop scoring, um, but then kind of dropped off a cliff pretty soon after that. You see him going to a Premier League club now? Someone will have him, I think. I mean, yeah. if I was to like, pick a team like Brighton or someone like that, I don't know, but feels like a Brighton player, doesn't he? You know what I mean? <laughs> just like Adam Lallana, is, it, that, it feels like a Brighton player, just... I said no offence to Brighton down there. <laughs> Some offence, I think. Uh, <laughs> Timu Puki is also uh, was a double award winner, actually, because he wins the Hope Solo Sounds Like Someone off of Star Wars award. The other nominations were was uh, Divock Origi, who sounded like a second cousin of Princess Leia. I'm not even sure that he's, uh, Puki isn't a, uh, an Ewok. Last couple of awards. The Bet Sports 32 Vegas 
888odds.com uh, coupon buster award contenders were Norwich's unbelievable home win against Manchester City, Bournemouth getting a win against Leicester when they, Leicester needed a win most. 1-0 down and, at half-time, Bournemouth as well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Liverpool getting beat um, at Watford. That was baffling, that Watford. Yeah, I, that, that's, my, that's my winner for that. For that. Yeah, I, you, you would never have recalled that game, would you? Never. Not 3-0 battering. Never looked in it. But uh, yeah, the, the Bournemouth game uh, for Leicester was their kind of, that was the game they needed to at least get a draw. That's the one for me. That's the one for me, Paul, the Bournemouth one. I still can't get my head around that. Because yeah. Bournemouth couldn't score a goal. <laughs> to yeah. be 1-0 down at half-time against Leicester, who were going for the top four, and would have got it had they won that game. I cannot believe. Well, the, I remember the Norwich uh, City versus Manchester City game. And like, just remember the, the atmosphere of the crowd really came across on the TVs. That they're yeah. Absolutely jumping, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember working that day, actually. Seems like a long time ago now. It was Saturday morning, 9.30 kickoff, wasn't it? And um, yeah, you could, I mean, I didn't get to see much of the games. It was quite a busy morning, but the, the City fans, they couldn't actually believe yeah. what they'd seen. I couldn't, yeah, they couldn't have expected that, I don't think. Okay, yeah. the last award um, is the Ricky Marciano How the Hell Are You Still Here Award. That goes to your mate, uh, Hassan Hootle at Southampton. What an incredible job. And I'm not going to do the stat again, but it's just everybody you know, predicted they would finish bottom of the league after that 9-0. He was going to be out of a job. And he, he... I mean, I, I don't quite know how he did it. No. My um, nominee for, that, for this award is uh, for Phil Jones for having the nerve to pick up his paycheck every week. I don't think I've seen, like, has he been anywhere close to getting a game? Cool. All right. Well, please let us know what we've missed there. Any further additions to any of those uh, uh, awards, uh, we would greatly receive them at footy from foot, footy from the foot at gmail.com. Um, any suggestions for us? Uh, we'd really love to hear from you. Yeah. Well done. Our first uh, award ceremony. <laughs> that's, that's a quite Oscars. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to keep it fairly light. So that's light good. hearted, indeed. Cool. All right, we'll take a quick break there and then just maybe take a quick look at the games coming up. All right, games coming up this week. So on Friday, really fun game, Barcelona versus Bayern Munich in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. And I have to say, I'm really enjoying this knockout thing. Isn't it fun? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun, yeah. Bayern Munich all day for me, this one. They look pretty strong, don't they? Yeah, I agree. They on. They, I do not see Barcelona going through here. I see Munich winning, 3-1. Free, free uh, Manchester City play on Saturday. They're playing Lyon, quarterfinals again. City win this, they end up playing the winners of Barcelona by Munich, I think. And I'll tell you what, mate, Pep's got to get his tactics spot on on this one, mate, because Lyon are not to be taken lightly. Okay. We gave him two good games last year. That's where Endembele, who came to Spurs, all that money, played so well against City. He first came from on that game. But Leon against Juve as well. They look good, mate. And um, I wouldn't be taking this lightly as a City fan. This is a tricky fixture. On Sunday, uh, the Europa League semi-finals, Manchester United are playing Sevilla. Hard game for United. That is a hard game. Yeah. yeah, and uh, they've got pedigree, and I mean United got pedigree. They won it only a couple of years ago, didn't they? The Europa League, but um, that is true. I can't call this game, mate. I did actually say after the penalty miss against when Jimenez missed this game. Well, this game's going to be one 0 to Seville, or it's going to penalties because mm -hmm. they're very compact. They attack well, but they don't tend to score a lot of goals. But 
I can see the same thing. It's a 1-0 win for Seville, all penalties. Yeah. I think all the teams that are playing in these tournaments look pretty leggy, don't they? Everyone's yeah. pretty pretty tired, I think, at this point. So yeah. it might come down to a, like a, a blunder like we saw Real Madrid. Yes. You know what's a great point about being leggy? Well, people forget that, you know, Paris Saint-Germain, that's only their second game yesterday in five months. They, they had the cup final, I think, when Mbappe picked up his injury and in France, and then this game. So they haven't been playing at all. So the way they did bounce back at the end, you know, and got that win, is, is you know, hats off to them a little bit, really. And then on Monday, we have uh, Shakhtar versus Inter in the other semi-final of the Europa League. Inter all day on that one. Yeah, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I, I can't see any other result. And then we don't know who the line, what the lineups will be. Champions League semi-finals happen on Tuesday and Wednesday at uh, 12 noon. Also in the USL, SD Loyal are away at Phoenix Rising. And uh, yeah, according to our sources, uh, the Phoenix is the place to go. This new CBS Access All Areas thing, the stream that I, I got for the uh, Champions League and Europa League games is awful. I'll tell you what it is, mate. After um, Paris Saint-Germain scored the equaliser yesterday, Atalanta went forward. And just as they were bursting into the penalty area, sign comes up on my TV. Are you still watching this programme? Yes or <laughs> What the? Are you kidding me? And also, I think that the actual, like UEFA need to be a little bit more responsible for this sort of thing. That if, if they are giving the rights to different companies that are not able to actually do a good job on this. And yeah. also the amount that fans then end up paying to be able to see this stuff regularly. It's it's so piecemeal, it's so annoying, isn't it? That uh, I think UEFA needs to... To put a, a question up on the... Yeah. To well, the full screen of your TV in the middle of the last minutes of a 1-1 a yeah. Champions League game is like... Yeah, I mean, that's the, um, the kind of Netflix shaming, isn't it? Where, you know, you've watched five episodes of... Uh, a sitcom and like say, are you still watching? Well, yeah, yeah, I am. I've nothing better to do. If it's a football match, I think it's fair enough. Like, yeah, what do you think I'm doing? <laughs> you got the TV for two hours. So I think that's the. <laughs> that was for, yeah, I didn't. I did. Yeah, so that's my my rant for this week over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll so get straight into any other business. I mean, I, I don't really have very much. I don't think apart from that, uh, I did want to push um, last week's podcast, which was a lot of fun to put together. So I think there's still things uh, there that will be relevant all of the supporters groups review their seasons for their clubs and so yeah, yeah if you get a chance good fun. have a look at last week's podcast too i've got uh, a couple of Tottenham related things any other business uh, i don't know if you remember chris powell played for england mm -hmm. yeah manager um he's just taken over today the um youth academy at tottenham read a really interesting report today that that came from spain one of the spanish papers that we are actually in advanced talks now with real madrid to get bail on a two-year loan, both parties paying the wages. Watch the space on this one. So yeah. that would be a, a real uplift for the club. I think it'd be a good move for bail as well. All right, we'll call it a day there then. Get in contact, footyfromthefoot at gmail.com and at footyfromthefoot, especially if you have any suggestions of things that we missed in the awards. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play and, and Overcast for all our previous podcasts. Uh, tell some friends, rate, review and subscribe. And um, if you are so inclined, thank you to my pal David Sankster for our theme tune and the outro that you're about to hear. Give him a follow on at one in 20 Parkinson's. Um, you can still uh, buy the t-shirts that go to the bartenders uh, or the, the proceeds of which goes to the bartenders at Bluefoot. Go to bluefootbar.com to also virtually tip um, on there as well. Um, and I think that just about does us. Thank you, dear listener. And let's
let's do this again next Thursday. Bye.